Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. So today I have Joan Curtis. She is actually out of Oklahoma with MVP Insurance. And you know what? This girl and I, we have just totally lit the insurance space on fire together. And I love spending time with her. She has so much energy. She has so much focus. And this was one of those women who just gets stuff done, people. Just Woo, done. Let's do it. I know. So you know what? Even um, she and I actually ended up on a conversation on the Women of IAOA Facebook group. And then we decided to take it off on a sidebar conversation on the phone. And I think we ended up on the phone for like almost two hours. And we had so much fun, guys. So I'm so excited to share her with you guys. Joan, welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. How are you? Thank you so much, Teresa. I'm super excited. You are a fire starter, a fire maker, and I'm excited to be in your space because, you know, it's one of those deals when you're running and a pack of people, you know, when you're, you look to your right and you see somebody who's going just as hard and heavy as you are, it's super exciting to go, oh my gosh, I have a bestie. Let's do this. So, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think it is one of those things where when you find people like, you know, of your, of your tribe, of your spirit, like you had said, you know, it's just, and I think that was one of the really cool things when you and I talked just right off that there was just this synergy I think and I think that's a lot of fun like really really yeah. common energy so tell yeah. us a little bit about you how did you get into the insurance industry and how did you get where you are today well I am uh, first and foremost I love the Lord and second I'm married to Todd Curtis retired firefighter and he was 31 years in when he retired so that I could start an agency I was 45 when I pulled the trigger on that which was you know, it's like, it's like a second life almost like I was yeah. a stay at home mom for years and did the whole carpool thing and, you know, PTA. I don't think they really liked me in the PTA, to be honest. I think I was <laughs> serving other areas because I was just kind of like a no BS kind of mom. Right. And so, um, and now my kids are older, my husband's retired. I can really give my business my full attention. And I started with MVP. We actually started as Edmund Insurance Professionals in 2013 and then switched our branding, realizing that where we are in our market in Oklahoma, when you put the state or you put the name of the city you're in, it kind of limits your market because people would go, oh, well, you're in Edmond. And so if you're on the other side of town, they're like, oh, I don't really want to go up there and talk to people. And I'm like, um, it's all done over the phone. Right. <laughs> We have a car, we can drive, but so we changed it to MVP, which stands for most value possible. So I'm excited. We're going to talk about adding value today. I like that. I like that. Most value possible. See, I wasn't even thinking about, I just thought MVP, like, like important person. Type thing. And yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, cause we're here in Oklahoma, go thunder. We're all about the thunder. And, um, we had a player here who he recognized his mother as the real MVP. So it's kind of a thing here. So it also was strategic in the sense that it's easy to recognize people know the verbiage MVP. It's not, you know, a hard word to say. So so it's actually worked in our favor and we've grown quite a bit since we changed our branding and I'm super excited because um, I have five producers, three service staff and my partner and I, and um, we're going gangbusters. That is awesome. So, um, so tell me real quick about your book breakdown, just a little bit as far as personal versus commercial and uh, maybe even a little bit about what your target focus is as far as your target clients. Okay. Target market is like kind of like my mini superpower. I love to really dive deep on the target market. I think that in insurance specifically, especially when we're talking about adding value, if you don't know who you're serving, then mm -hmm. how can you add value to them? True. And so um, our book is mostly probably 60, 40, maybe 60, maybe 70, 30, 30% commercial, 70% uh, PNC, home and auto, um, life insurance. Um, and how we chose our target market was based on how we value ourselves as an agency and how we value our staff. Um, there's definitely a market for everyone in this industry, anybody who wants to do great things. If you serve a niche of people and you can do anything, 
So I kind of liken it to, um, you know, in middle school, that kid who wanted to kiss all the girls. Well, nobody (laughs) wanted to kiss him. The same way in business. You can't love that for everyone. Like if you're for everyone, then you're that guy. And so, so we really targeted our market according to how we feel like we can best serve. So our target market is 35 to 65, two professionals in the household, children in school, um, drive an SUV and a truck in most cases. Houses are worth 230 to 250 or up to 500. Um, we can write higher end homes, but that's not what we go for. Um, so that we defined that through a lot of real honest talks about who did we want to serve. If you have a monoline business and you're the guy who writes just the single monoline autos, that's great, but you're not going to make any money that way. Yeah. Unless you're charging fees, which there are companies that do that. They'll charge, you know, there's people that make big money charging fees. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But that's just not who I want to be. Um, I want to be able to have a family and a life outside of my job. Yeah. So, so our target market is a little more discerning. They, can handle a computer. They know how to get online to be able to get their IDs. So they're not blowing up my phone all the time. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we were really on purpose with is our referral partners, because if you have that target market, there are other people who are serving that target market naturally. And so we are very discerning in who we get referrals from. We're hundred percent referral base. We write about on average, about 150000 a month in premium. Nice. So, yeah, and that can happen because our referrals, they're already, they're out selling my business for me. It's like having my own free marketing team. So it really makes a difference that you know who you're serving and then you can really present the product in a way that they can receive it and they're ready to purchase, not based on price, but based on what you offer. Right. So it's really, really important you discern who that target market is before you really think, okay, I'm going to start selling on value, not price. Well, if you're, if your shoppers are all price hungry, then you're going to have to do some audit and really yeah. kind of walk backwards and go, okay, how do I clean this up first before I really pull the trigger on this? True, true. And, you know, I think we have some signs of some uh, price shoppers that people who come on in and they, um, you know, you hear all the time about people who come on in and they sit back and they say, oh, you know, I'm looking at three different insurance carriers. Can you give me your best quote kind of thing? And I think, and, you know, or people call and they say, yeah, you know, and there's a great, there's a great, um, saying that is that we say all the time that I've heard multiple different places and it's besides price what is your what is your biggest priority what is your top priority and um if people say well but it's really price or whatever if they really can't be able to discuss those coverages or those details then you know or you know they're they're focused and you know they're really going to be price shoppers and so you're saying that you guys really kind of stay away from those price shoppers and you make it very clear to your referral partners as well as to your clients as well as to your team that you guys are not in that price game that you guys are there for protection and coverage absolutely well and i will tell you what we see in my office is if they're calling me then they're probably not my target so oh. if they're calling me with a name of who referred them then they're probably been shopping online and they're looking for something close easy quick i can go pay cash and that's not who we serve so yeah. if and, and it's not to say they're not great clients. Sometimes we'll get those people who are like, I read your Google reviews and I'm really excited about meeting you because I'm moving in from out of state or something like that. But if they're calling going, hey, I just need car insurance. I don't really want to shop the house. Then we're probably not a good fit. Because when right. we write it, we want to write the whole package. Um, and if they're like, well, the reason I'm shopping is, and they tell me it's not necessarily price, but they're like, you know, all oh, my agent really picked ticked me off because, you know, um, they let me lapse. No, they didn't let you lapse. You didn't pay your yeah, bill. You did <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So not technically our target. And I would highly suggest everybody find a partner who that is their target because then you can refer them quickly because my staff is trained. They're just like, you know what? We really don't write monoline policies here. And so if you really need this insurance, there's a company right across the street called Metro and they'll take care of you. They might charge you some fees, but I think they can get you taken care of today. And then we bless and release because it's not worth the time and the effort for the money that you're going to make for one month and then they cancel. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have to It's just not Absolutely. worth it. Or even just one policy term. I mean, even if you have them for a full year, I mean, you know, people, and one thing I found is that a lot of uh, people, a lot of clients don't realize that the amount of margin that we make in the insurance business, like how much our commission is compared to what their premium is. Right. And they all think that we're all walking away with this three to five grand per year, you know, and that's not at all what we walk away with. And so if we really think about that and think about, you know, the, 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 the concept of how much time and effort and energy those those monoline or those shoppers really take out of our agency, then it really diminishes the amount of money we really do make on those because not only do our carriers pay less on monoline, but then on the other side of that, they usually turn that around and they're very high maintenance clients too, which then um, I actually took a CIC class not too long ago. And the guy who was doing the class, he said something that just really stuck with me. And he said, clicks equals money. And I was like, what? And he was like, the more clicks you make on a screen, the more, you know, that you have to spend with a client, the more time, the more energy, the more resources you have to spend on a client, the more it costs you money. And his point was clicks because yes. we do so many things on a computer. But, right. um, you know, and his point was also your agency management system. His point was also efficiency in the office and so forth. But that really, really resonated with me that, that clicks cost money. And, you know, we might think of those uh, monoline or those uh, price shoppers as being, you know, those one-off type um, great little uh uh, great little uh, clients or whatever, but at the same point, they're really costing us more money on the back end. Well, and even my new people, I steer them away that from that really quickly, like my new producers, because I'm like, you know what, let's build a business that's actually going to support you long term. Because when you really look at what they're writing, if they're answering the phone and panicked and selling on, you know, I got, I've got to sell one more so I can make my quota. That's not the atmosphere I want in my office either. Yeah. So valuing my time and valuing what I do, I always say I'm worth 500 an hour. So if, if I'm going to spend the time doing this, then somewhere I need to be able to make that. So I always say, if, you know, if I'm, every time they have to pick up the phone, my CSRs, every time they pick up the phone, it's less money I'm making on that commission just because they're answering the phone, which I want them to. We pride ourselves that we answer our phones. But if they aren't setting expectations, if they're not setting that value add from the beginning, then that's going to happen a lot more because the client is going to feel like they're not in control of something. They're going to yeah. feel like they can't trust us. And that, that costs money. That's, yeah. that's a thing. So it's real. That is a real thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me how you do um, talk to your clients and or your referral partners to make sure that they know that you guys are really, really focused on value. Because I think that if we learn some of those scripts, if we learn some of that technique on how do we really um, communicate that. I think that's really the key that we want to effectively communicate it. Cause I think we've all, we've all said something before and people just kind of brush us off and like, Oh, whatever. They don't really get it or they don't understand. So how do you help the client? How do you help your referral partners really latch onto the concept that you guys are serious value driven insurance advisors? First of all, it all starts with setting the expectation from the time you do the intake. So when you call me, Teresa, and you're like, hey, Joan, I'm really excited. My realtor referred you to me, um, and I'm buying my first house. Then I'm like, wow, first time homeowner. That is amazing. So I'm super excited for you. Um, what we need to do is I'm going to take some information from you. Some of it's going to be very personal because I do need your social and your birthday. So I need to know that we don't sell the information, things like that. But I'm going to get this information. I'm going to shop with several carriers. We only use A-rated companies. Um, we're really big on claims experience because I'm not selling you a policy so you can get a house. I'm selling you a policy so that if something happens, that we're going to be able to take care of you. So I'm going to encourage you that if you have other people quoting it, just send me the copies of the quote and I will do a comparison for you. I will put them, you know, bottleneck to bottleneck. And so that way you can see exactly what it is you're getting. Then I'm going to go over each coverage with you and I'm going to tell you what it's going to do at point of claim. So especially since you're brand new, sweet Teresa, and your sweet little house, you're going to get, you're so excited. And then I go through and I actually take the app at the end of the app, I set the expectation of when I'm going to get back to them. I'm also going to set the expectation of how we're going to cross-sell it. I say, you know what? We do write bundles. I'm, I have to have your information to be able to quote it with some of my carriers. So I need your driver's license. I need to know what vehicles you're driving. 
who the drivers are on your policies. Oh, you have kids? That's amazing. So something else we offer is life insurance. We're not going to talk about that today. Let's get you settled on this. But then we can look at that because if something were to happen to you or your sweet husband and then you have to pay for this house, how is that going to happen? So we will be following up with you about that. And so they know this isn't a one and done relationship, mm -hmm. first of all. Two, then I'm going to empower them because most of the people who are calling them, in most cases, they'll tell me, and let me just tell you, if you're listening to this and you're an insurance agent and you do this, I'm calling you out. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so most of them will tell me, oh, oh, I don't actually have a quote. They just sent me an email with some numbers in it. And I will tell them, well, you know, in insurance, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. So True. if they can't get you a physical quote and it's just an estimate and they probably haven't run any of the reports mm -hmm. to be able to give you a solid number. Right. So that's huge. Number one. And number two, um, a lot of times they will get a quote and it's incomplete. When I say incomplete, we cover the policy from A to Z. So when I'm selling a house, there's going to be water backup. There's going to be a city ordinance. There's going to be um, extended dwelling. All of the policies that I write have all the meat. And I always tell them, I'm going to show you this first. And then if we need to work with DTI issues, then I'm, we'll figure out what we're going to remove so that you can get the number where you need it. But you're going to sign off on that. I set the expectation. You're going to sign off on this, that you've decided to decline the coverage. And they're like, oh, no, no, I don't want to decline the coverage. Right. Like, well, good, because that's, that's how we do it here. I don't have to have that panic when somebody calls and they're like, oh, I have a claim. And I'm like, do they have the coverage? Do they not have, I don't know. Do they have the coverage? Right. And that because I know, and my staff knows if they write outside of my standards, they're getting written up, like period. Unless they come to me and say, hey, I have a circumstance. This is happening. Like he has a DUI or something like that, which we typically don't write those either. Right, right. But it's like a great client, I have all their business, and then their son does something stupid, then I make sure everything's documented. Huge. Yep huge huge thing so but then you go through each coverage and you explain it to them in fifth grade language most people don't speak insurance yeah it's like a foreign language you you actually speak a foreign language if you're a licensed agent yeah you want to speak it well you don't want to be the guy who can get to the bathroom and order cheese you know cheese and chips you want to be able to really fluently speak your industry so you want to make sure you can explain the coverage so for example, um, city ordinance, I can sell a policy that's a thousand dollars more than yours with that one coverage added mm. because I'll go, Oh, Teresa, this is awful. They don't have ordinance and law in here. Do you know what that does? And they're like, no, what does it do? <laughs> then I say, I say to them, well, actually here in Oklahoma, decking is not covered on our roof. And so the decking is one of the most expensive parts of a roof and pretty much across the board here, they just don't cover it unless you have an ordinance and law coverage. So that $75 that we're adding to this policy is going to save you thousands at the time of roof claim. And they're like, what? My other guy didn't tell me that. So I'm like, yeah. And I kind of count on them not telling him. That's how I run my business. I make sure <laughs> you count on the other agents being a little bit lazy, huh? No, I'm just saying. So yeah. So that's how we, when we, when we get into coverage, we get deep and we always tell stories. So for example, um, when I talk about liability coverage on a home, uh, I have the story, this is a true story. The one of my clients, she went to her grandmother's house and she fell down the stairs and she broke her femur Oh no! and she had to have surgery. Now she had health insurance. The health insurance company sued grandma's home policy. Really? She didn't sue her grandmother, but she signs an affidavit saying that you have a power of attorney as my insurance company, part of the policy that they can go in and on your behalf, do what they need to do. So they did that. They went and they, they went after grandma and she had the coverage. Thank God. Cause we wrote $500,000 limits mm -hmm. all the time because the difference between 100,000 and 500,000 is $20 a year. Yeah. It's and I so think if you don't write it correctly. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that works. I mean, and they're like, Oh, that's terrible. They didn't think about the fact that a third party could come after them 
for subrogation because they don't know what subrogation is. Right. So, but you do, you know it. Now we take it into fifth grade language and that's how you add that value. They see you as an expert. They see you as someone who has the knowledge that if something happens, they can trust you. They're going to call you. It's going to be taken care of. And I've had the flip side where I have a realtor, high-end realtor. love him. He's so amazing. I think he has a demon stalking him because the man has had four claims in three months. Oh no. Yeah. Two, two accidents. He, um, and then he left his, he left his sunroof open on his Land Rover and it, it was like a microburst and so flooded his car and then he had a water cleaner home and when we wrote his house we told him mold is not covered we're very clear on that like mold is never covered so with his water claim they found mold mm. so perils are sudden and accidental mold is not sudden and accidental it takes time for that so he had ordinance of law and because of that somehow and I tell them this, I'm like, we don't have this coverage. Like at the time they call me and go, Oh my gosh, this happened. I'm like, okay, let's review coverage. Let's see what you have. What about mold? Mold is not covered. They're like, yeah. really? Never covered. Like it's never covered. So then he found the mold and he called me. He's like, are you sure it's not covered? I said, I am sure it's not covered, but talk to your water restoration company. They know their business. I know mine. He might be able to figure out a way to make some money on that for you but he'll work it out. It, and I referred him to one of my partners who was able to go in and take care of business and he was able to get everything taken care of and he wasn't upset with me. Everything's been great, but I had to be honest with him and say, you don't have this. Yeah. So it goes on both ways. It's not just adding value, but it's also making sure they understand that you have their back, but you know, there's some things I can't do for you. Right. This right. is real. You know, that's hard conversation. So. Yeah. And a lot of people do, they think that, that, you know, their fence or, um, you know, just like little things here and there, you know, I, it's really funny. I get phone calls every once in a while. That's like, Oh, you know, my dishwasher's broke. Does insurance cover that? No, yeah. it does not, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of thing, but they, they do, they think it's kind of the, the catch all for being able to take care of their home. And it's not, especially not, you know, maintenance issues or, um, you know, just things you need to do to take care of a home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like HVAC companies, um, they'll come in and they'll go, hey, do you have a mechanical breakdown in your policy? Maybe we can get some money for your HVAC. And it's like, okay, unless he has documentation showing that he serviced it every year for the last seven years he's on the house, it's not going to get paid. Right. So we can try and open up a claim for that, but chances are it's not going to happen. And I'm very sad to tell you that you bought a house that was a new HVAC company to come in or new HVAC so that you're going to have to go ahead and use your Lowe's card and get that taken care of. I mean, that's just real. Right. That's real. Yep. It's real. It is. So, but you know, people really appreciate that honesty though. Cause I think, you know, I think it is that honesty that builds relationships and it was, it's funny. I just actually did a podcast with Letitia Wheeler. Um, she's actually with Liberty Mutual. She's a, a, a regional, um, area rep and she's actually my area rep with Liberty Mutual and she just wrote a great book um, called Half Breed that is a wonderful book just about being the fact that she had biracial parents and um, she was she was raised in a biracial home and just the the fact of having you know the the black influence in her life and the white influence in her life and then just how that's really just changed her life but she really takes it into like all aspects of the world right with business and with being a woman in business with being um, just uh, just uh, just anybody being an executive being whatever we are and the reality is is that without honesty we cannot build community we cannot build um, the ability for people to trust us and without that honesty people don't want to be around us and people don't want to maybe spend the extra money on the coverages that we suggest or that we recommend because being that advisor means sometimes saying the hard things that we don't want to have to say but getting it done because we are their advisors and we're the people that have to have their backs and i think that's super important not just that but it's learning to say no to that mm -hmm. client who's not the target right because honestly it's going to be a nightmare like I have these people that work for me that they make my life possible. And it's my, my uh, account management team. They do my service and my retention. Right. And 
I tell them, I'm going to protect you. If anybody calls and they are yelling at you, you transfer it directly to me and I will take it from there because mm-hmm. I don't pay them enough to put up with abuse. Number one. Yes. <laughs> and number two, there's going to be those people. So if we're doing our job correctly at the intake, those people are far and few between for me. So right. I had one guy call and he said, you know, I, I have 14 rental properties and I want them written at $65 a square foot. And I want, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I stopped him. And I said, you know what? That's really amazing. Um, I don't write that here, but I can refer you to someone. Would you, who would you like me to refer you to? And he right. goes, are you serious? And I said, yes, I'm very serious. He goes, I have 14 rental properties. I said, and I apologize when I say this, and please don't take it wrong, but you think your business is worth my business. And unfortunately, I've worked too hard to protect what I have. And the minute something goes wrong, and you're, not, you're under that 80% co-insurance valuation, they're not going to pay the claim. Yeah. And I'm not going to have an EMO claim because you don't understand insurance law. So yeah. I can either write it correctly or I can refer you out. So let me educate you. You want to come by next week and we could sit down and I can show you how this works or I can refer you out. Right. Well, he came by and I wrote it all and he gave me five other people who are just like him. Nice. And I educated them all. So, and it's, it's a great, he's a great client, but I had to set the expectation that this is my business and I'm the queen and I rule this universe. <laughs> So it's by, by my rules or it doesn't fit. If it just doesn't fit, if they're not a good fit for the kingdom, then it's just not going to be a and good fit. they don't fit. need to play in your kingdom, right? I mean, if they're, if they're not a good fit for the kingdom, then they don't need to be in the kingdom. That's right. I have a sandbox, and they may or may not be welcome according to what toys they bring to the table. For the kingdom. It's a kingdom. That's right. It's cool. not a kingdom. It's a queendom. Right? I love so, it. That's real. That's real. But, yeah. but it's. And I say this with complete understanding that some of you who are listening here right now are new or maybe have been trained inappropriately. And so what I just said scares you because you're like, how am I going to pay my bills? I promise you when you do it right, you will do it well. And when you do it well, 150,000 a month in premium is not unheard of. So we built a very solid book. In fact, I'm super excited and it's not official. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Technically, you hear it here. Everybody's here. Going to hear it first, huh? Here, right here. I'm I'm a blue agent with Progressive. Um, They're auditing right now, and nice year I'll be considered blue, and I'm one of sixteen in the state of Oklahoma who are blue agencies and I'm the only female owner and I've only been open for four years. So they were giving us four years to do it. We did it in 26 months when we took them on. Wow. So it was huge. So I can tell you from my own experience, do it right, do it well, build big and build solid so that you don't have that attrition because my clients don't leave. Yeah. You know, they're like, somebody comes and goes, I can see $200. They're like, yeah, it sounds worth way more than $200 to me. Yeah. Cause I yeah. could pick up, I could pick up the phone and I could call her. She answers my question. She gets things turned around quick. We have a 24 hour turnaround on EOIs. We have certain standards that we do that we take care of our people. And that's how you add value over price. It's all about a service and about knowing your worth and about presenting yourself in a way that they're going to pay that extra money because they want what you have. Because I, I tell you, I see businesses all the time that struggle with this very concept. And if they would just give themselves a little credit mm-hmm. and be like, those are, that's why you see these really big companies. Like, and I will tell you this, and I'm going to be really bold in saying this too, but reason knows I, I have big, I have big pants. So I have lots of <laughs> So, but I always say I'm, I'm a big girl with a big story. So, um, 
of the 16 agencies that are in the blue program, I've taken business from probably half of them. Oh, wow. Easily, easily, wow. over half. I, because people will call me, they're like, he won't answer his phone. They, you know, I had a claim and it was horrible, this horrible experience. And they're losing as much business as they're getting. Right. And my vendor, my vendor relations guy, he's like, your book is solid. I just, my, I think I have like a 96% retention uh, ratio. Wow. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. It's yeah. Huge. So well, you know, I'm, I'm hearing something in my head. I'm hearing something in my head and, um, and it, it's super cheesy, but it's kind of like a cool little tagline in my head. So, uh, do it right and do it for life, you know, right. so that we that way, you know, you write it right and you write it for life. How about that? You like that? You write it, write it, you write it for life. I see that as a t-shirt. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that way, you know, you're writing the policy, right. And you're, and you're writing and you're keeping the policy for life. I mean, the, the client for life. Right. And that's what we want. We want to be able, because how can we build relationship with people? Number one, nobody sits there on a Friday afternoon and says, Oh, I want to call my insurance agent and have a conversation. Right. That's just not going to happen. So how do we build relationship if it's not through the insurance experience? Right. We have to open up those conversations and we have to be able to maintain that client for the longevity, for the long haul, to be able to build that being there for them when they need that the, and that trust and being there and proving ourselves like you said getting the paperwork out making those policy changes taking care of the client when they need to be taken care of because it you set the right tone you do the right things and by doing all that and talking about the value in that combination you do have a customer that does not shop that stays with you and that really really refers you out and is your champion and I loved how this morning on the women of IAOA uh, you put on there the uh, Carrie Underwood song the champion song and I just thought that was awesome because I've got that on my um I, I don't look like it, but I try to run. And so um, I've have it on my on my um, on my iPod, you know, for not iPod, iPods, are, you know, on my phone, on my iTunes. But I love that song, right? I love no, it. I love that. Well, and it was something somebody, another group that I'm in, um, it's called Rainmakers, and it's a friend of mine who she wrote a book, The Making of a Rainmaker. Okay. She is a female executive who is a executive uh, for a builder. So she's a partner in a building company and a very good builder and very quality builder that builds only on land custom built. And during the season when they were not like the industry as a whole was not building because they're just like, it was more of a, a seller's market. Right. So, or a buyer's market, I guess you would say, then, then she was able to increase their sales by 70% that year. Like she could be all through her prospecting and the things that mm -hmm. she does. You're going to see her when you come here. I'm super excited. Yay! She's one of my favorites. And so, but with her, she actually posted that on that group this morning and I'd never heard it till today. And yeah. when I heard yeah. this song, all I could think was my girls on the IAOA need to hear this. Yes. It was super good. And I think it has everything to know to do with what we're talking about you can't add value if you can't see value in yourself right and then you you're worth paying for yeah you're worth being you know being uh picky with your clients yeah and it may take you a little time to really invest in yourself in a way that you can show up in that arena but i promise you oh it's so good to go home on friday night and get to be with my family Yes. And have Saturday with my family, you know, and to know that they're taken care of and, and that I'm taken care of and you can have downtime and self-care. I mean, that's all part of this. Being yeah. an entrepreneur having self-care, make sure you're getting that personal time and to take care of yourself. One of my new resolutions is to start working out because I, the only thing I run for is the refrigerator. So, <laughs> so I'm going to start working out in the morning now that school's back in session and I can take my daughter in the morning and do what I need to do with her. I can maybe go to the gym and then just kind of come in around nine, nine 30. Cause my staff has this. Yeah. We're yeah. There. We're there. Yeah. So. And you know, and we build these businesses for a lifestyle. We don't build these businesses for the concept of working our butts off. And one of the things you and I talked about back 
last week when we talked is do you have a job or do you have a business and you know and being able to step up and take that initiative that um, ability to be able to really drive your own business and have that self-confidence in yourself and what you're offering and what you're bringing to the table is a really big part of being that entrepreneur that sets the tone, that sets that concept for our clients, for our team members, for our staff, for our referral partners on who we are and what we want to accomplish and everything that goes along with that. So I really think that that's really important is knowing your own value because how, how can we show the value and what we bring to the table if we don't even know our own value to begin with, you know, and well, didn't struggle with that. Somebody if somebody questions your price, sit back and go, yes, that's the price. And just let them process that. Cause it's not that they are saying they won't pay it. I, I, heard this, I went to a speaker's event where it was like, they're talking about speaking and the business of speaking, public speaking. And they had this high end um, keynote speaker who came to speak and he was talking about how do you, price your speeches and things like that. And I got invited. I'm not, I do a lot of public speaking, but I'm not like paid keynote. I mean, I actually have been paid as a keynote, but not, it's not my job. Right. So he was, he was uh, talking about how this gentleman called him and said, you know, we really want you to do two days, this much time, blah, blah, blah. And he said, he said to him, he said, how much does that cost? He goes, that'll be $45,000. Wow. And he just sat back. And he waited and the guy goes, that's a lot of money. And he said, yes, yes it is. And then he sat back and he waited. And then the guy said, how about July 15th? He said, that's great. So he booked it. Sometimes if it's not scary to say it, yeah. then it doesn't have enough value. Like when I say to somebody, you're in a 4,500 square foot house. Uh -huh. And it's going to be $5,700 for your premium. I'm thinking that's a lot of money. Except for what is in that house? What is it I'm protecting? $5,700 may be a great deal. Yeah. And I'm sitting here spending his wallet. I'm getting in his wallet, seeing how much money he's got and making a decision for him. And I'm trying to cut coverage so that I can get it on price. No, $5,700, that man owns a you know 4,500 square foot mansion. Uh -huh. Chances are he can afford it. And if that's the case and you don't offer it, he's going to go somewhere else where they may offer all the coverage. Right. Because he knows the value of what he has. You don't. You have to and ask yourself, do you know the value of what you're selling? Like I'm selling protection. I'm selling asset protection, leveraging an investment of a small amount of money to have a huge payout if something happens. If something happens at my house and my house burns down, I paid $2,700 this year, but I'm going to get a house that's worth $270,000 back. Right. It's an investment. That's a, you know, that's a leverage. Don't, don't sell yourself short over a few dollars. It's just not worth it. And I promise you, we, people, we run in herds. So like we all are surrounded by people who live in the same size houses we do, drive the same kind of cars we do, have the same type of jobs. Right. So when you send me that $5,700 policy, I'm going to give you three names of people who are going to buy another $5,700. Yeah. So you really want to build that worth and that value and don't sell yourself short because that's how you sell big numbers in less time. Yeah. And, that's yeah. How, and honestly, ladies, that's how men do it. That's how the men do it. They all go golfing and they all share clients and they have like six friends who are all making millions because they sell each other's business on the yeah. golf course. So we don't need a golf course. I got an office. I don't need a golf course. People bring me people and I take their money. That's what I do. That's my job. I'm going to take their money and I'm going to make sure they're protected. And if they're going to pay more, then I'm going to make sure they know why they're paying that difference. I had a lady who just last week, four different quotes in front of me. Two of them were with farmers. One was with progressive and mine oh, was with progressive. Right. And I was a thousand dollars more across the board and she bought my policy. Nice. I know it works. I'm just saying. Well, because I mean, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, we have to be able to be 
We have to be the professionals because if we don't step up as the professionals, they will never, people will never ever treat us as the professional, you know? And I know sometimes I've, I have clients that we've had for years that I would adore passing off to some degree, you know, but I mean, <laughs> I have one specific special friends. <laughs> yeah, my special friends. Right. Exactly. And, um, and it's one of those things where I, you know, I have this one person who just constantly sends me stuff about how the state of Texas in this area was declared a disaster area. So she obviously needs something done on her house. Right. And I mean, she just, she's constantly, you know, um, barraging me just with these questions. And then she doesn't even like the answers I give her. And I've literally told her, I would love to refer you to another insurance agent that I think could be able to take care of your needs better than I can. And she's always like, no, I like you. Uh, kill me right now but you know she's she's nice when she gets there she values us when she gets to that mental place but she's got to fight me on everything constantly but when it when the push comes to shove she knows we have her back and so that's that's that says something I guess but we're always gonna have those difficult situations but we need to be the professional so that that way we we are treated as professionals and we can be able to advise as professionals as well when at some point, Teresa, you have to say to her, we've had this conversation and do you trust me? Because right. if you trust me, then we don't need to have this conversation. And she'll go, okay. She's just asking you, are you sure? That's all she's doing. Uh, she's like, are point. you sure I'm covering? Are you sure that's there? And she's used to micromanaging everything else in her life. So be that safe place for her and say to her, you know what? I'm going to give you some breathing room and help you understand that I promise you that what I've written in the policy is what the best I have to offer. Right. So do you trust me? Yes or no? Yes, I trust you. Awesome. Then I won't hear from you for at least another week. But when you call me, <laughs> next right. week, when you call me next week, I'm going to tell you, sweet special person, do you trust me? I've written the policy to the best of my ability. This is the best I have to offer. And if it's not enough, then it's fine. Let me find you somebody who can do something different. Yeah. But if you trust me, then you shouldn't have to worry. You shouldn't have to pick up the phone. If you call me, it's to say hi and to ask me questions or you can bring me cookies. But that's it. We're not yeah. going to talk about this anymore. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> It's real. Sometimes I you have to it. have I love it. I love it. Well, I think that's really important message too, that part of the concept of being able to sell on value, which we've talked about repetitively, I think is knowing your value, knowing your product, knowing and setting the tone and being that professional and being okay if they walk away and being okay if they are the type of people who don't value what you're selling because the concept that obviously they just are not your target market. So mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I think a lot of us maybe need to step into that a little bit more and be really that um, that person who really knows what we are valued at so therefore we can also extend that value out to our client base in the south we have a saying we're just not a good fit that's yeah. what we say <laughs> sweetheart we're just not a good fit for you I fired a client two weeks ago and she wanted to buy a house that she couldn't afford her lender allowed her to do it and her DTI was very tight and we told her you have to bundle this and she decided not to bundle. She went 30 days and then she got a, a rate hike. And she's uh -huh. like, well, I shouldn't have to bring my cars. But we had this conversation. Well, I shouldn't. I said, not only do we have it, but I have it documented. She yelled at my staff. She came to me and oh, I said, yeah, she went off on my staff. And I said, here's how this is about to happen. I'm going to refer you to another agency. She goes, you're required to cover me. And I said, technically, no, I'm not. She's like, what? I said, if you choose not to bundle, I can choose to let the vendor know that they can send you a notice of cancellation because you didn't abide by your original. And she was like, oh, I'll pay the thousand dollars, but you have to cover me for the rest of my term. I said, you wow. are welcome to pay the thousand dollars. We'll keep you until next year or you're welcome to shop it. She left for State Farm the very next day. And wow. I'm like, thank you so much for playing. It is, I don't want that right. in my agency. She had no business being here. And it was the and it was a referral, but the referral came from a, a realtor who did not choose the lender. Typically the people she refers to me, we don't have these issues. Oh so okay. I called and I so I followed up with the, the partner and I said, 
this just happened. And she said, girl, you don't even want to know. I got the same phone call about my part of the position. You know, she was complaining about her as a realtor, complaining about like all of us were out to get her. Right. <laughs> and so, right. so it didn't hurt my relationship with the realtor, but I made sure to talk to that partner and say, Hey, this just happened. Here's how I handled it. If there's any questions, let me know. She goes, Oh girl, we're good. We're so good. She said, bless and release. Cause that's what I call it. Bless and release. Like bless her and release her. Yeah. So it yeah. all worked out. Yeah. But I you love guys it. Got this. You guys got this. Absolutely. This you know, back when I was back when I was single, I used to have this, um, the saying that I think really goes for business too. And it was, um, whenever, like I would tell people all the time, you are an amazing person. I don't understand why whenever single people date, that if people break up, that all of a sudden there's this really personal thing. It's like, you're just, you just don't match me. You know, you're just not my person. Right. And yeah. so you make it though, like there's such a big rejection involved with it. And there's really not, and we really need to take that out of um, the dating pool, which I mean, I've been married for a while, but you know, I used to always say you are somebody's person. You are somebody's awesome, but you're not my awesome. Right. And that just means that you're not my person. And I mean, in a dating well world, you know, you're really looking for somebody that really matches you and meets you. But at the same point, that's it's synergistic in business as well, whether or not it's our team members that if they don't match us, then they would probably do very well at another business. And if I am going to keep that person, even though they are not synergistic with my business and my focus, then I'm keeping them from going out there and finding their bliss somewhere else. And same thing with an insurance client, right? Is that if we, if they don't match our, our business structure, our values and the way that we want to be treated in our agency and the types of policies that we want to write, then the reality is, is that they would be better off somewhere else because we just don't match and we won't make them happy. We just won't. It doesn't matter how much well, we try to struggle. They're not going to make you happy either. Like right. that's the bigger picture here. It's like, if I, I would have liked to come to my job, like I, there's not a, a plan B for me. Like this is it. This is my happy space. And I get to say, who plays. And so I have to be able to define that. So then I'm not in a bad relationship going, Jesus, Lord, take me now because yes. I can't take this anymore. I don't want that. That's not how I want to spend my day. Pray yeah. to God for salvation for those who are lost and then take me now. Let's have the second coming. That's not how I want to spend my day. Yep. Not the fire insurance I want to sell. Yep. But and I don't want to bring people into a business that way either. I don't want to employ people like that who they hate their job. I mean, you know, then you're constantly bringing in new team members. You're constantly bringing in new clients. You're constantly bringing in I mean, new carriers because your carriers hate you or whatever, you know, or the business that you're writing or they just don't have that confidence in you. And I think that's really important. There's just so many aspects of where that trickle down effect really, really saturates your entire business if we don't, if we don't sell based on value. Well, and there's, I had one of my clients who they broke, they made a post and I loved it. He's one of my good friends actually. And he finally brought his business here and he's like, it was Valentine's day. And he's like, I feel really weird breaking up with my insurance company on Valentine's day. It's not you, it's me. And so I said, I that is awesome. I know I caught, I, I photoshopped, I no, I took a screenshot of it and put it in my DM. I said, actually it is them, Mike, it is them. So because <laughs> totally them, it's not you. So because they, he just needed a better fit for him. And so sometimes we're not the best fit and that's okay. And the other part of that too, I think is if you understand your worth and your value, then you also understand there's enough business for everyone. Yeah. You have to have that mentality that, there's enough business for everyone. I'm not desperate. Nobody wants to hang out with people who are desperate True. ever. So if I look like I'm sweating when I'm trying to sell something, then it, it makes them uncomfortable and makes them question whether they can trust you. And mm -hmm. you just, desperation smells like it smells. You can smell it on people. So don't be that girl who is desperate for that next client because you deserve the best you deserve the better things you deserve to build this business well and you may have to eat ramen for the first year girl you can put peas and carrots in there and make it all look like chicken soup it's amazing or <laughs> you can you can think you're eating steak but you're maxed out on your credit cards because those clients aren't going to stay yeah they're going to pull up quick and you're going to have chargebacks it's just going to make more work on the backside 
than you want. I have to pay somebody to do that for me because I don't want to deal with that. So right. I train them that that's not going to happen. Like, right. And that's the expectation set for my staff too. They know that I value them, that I value my business and that no policy that I'm ever going to write is worth more to me than they are. And right. if we have to walk from a deal because it's not a good fit, then I have their back. So, and that's real. And if you want to build a strong business, you have to get in that place. And honestly, if you're freaking out about it, post something on women of IAOA, we will all come in and we'll support you. We hear you. We see you, girl. We see you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just put your lipstick on, throw your hair up, get a messy bun and get it done. Because that's what we're here to do. We're here to support each other. I'm so happy to have found this tribe because there's not a lot of women owners and it just, men do things differently. Mm -hmm. They don't do it better. They do it different, but we can definitely respect what they do. And we can also take from what they do and make it our own and do greater. I think I could build a bigger business than any man in the state of Oklahoma in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to do that. So just be <laughs> ready. Be ready because next time we have a conference, I'm going to be up there. I love it. it. So excited. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, Joan, if people want to reach out to you and talk to you a little bit more about value and how to build an agency and really get to know you a little bit better, how would you like for women to be able to reach out to you and connect? Oh, my goodness. All kinds of ways. Now, um, probably the best way to get me is through my email. It's Joan, J O A N, at insuremvp.com and it's i-n-s-u-r-e mvp as in most value possible.com so they can reach me there friend me on facebook pm me on facebook and then we can talk about it if we need to have a conversation on the phone but i'm always here to build community over competition if you're struggling i don't care if you're in my backyard um i know nikki is here in oklahoma hey nikki girl yeah. she's somewhere in oklahoma i might see if she can come up so she can meet you when you're here because that'd be fun yeah and um but I really think that we can do great things if we all put our minds together and we work together because you may have that one special thing that I need to change my business and I may have the special thing you need, but if I'm over here hoarding it, it's not going to do anybody any good. Very so, true. but yeah, reach out if you're somebody who needs it and we do specialize in social media training. We do a lot of business training with small businesses. That's how I market my business. So if you're like, hey, I need HR issues, I have HR issues or I have systems and processes or social media marketing sales, feel free to just ask a quick question. And as soon as I can, I'll get back to you. And Teresa and I will put our heads together and we're going to change the world. Absolutely. We're going to go make the world safe for democracy. That's what I always say. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. Today is the Power Women in Insurance podcast with Joan and with MVP Insurance. And she is fabulous, as I know that you have already heard during this podcast. So please make sure you do subscribe to hear other powerful women in the insurance space as we take over insurance. No matter what your aspect of insurance is that you're working in, we want to hear from you. And we love the fact that you are listening and growing in your insurance career and achieving what your heart's desire is. Everybody have a wonderful day.